Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 462 from July 7th, 1997. A Monday night show with no guest. Now this is another Lost Kevin tape that we just found, and instead of delaying it and possibly never airing it, or putting it at the end of 1997, we decided just to put it right back into the feed as soon as possible, so people could actually hear it. Adam has a real deal intro for Dr. Drew. Adam has an opening tangent themed around hypocrisy amongst the hosts of column advice shows. It seems to be an early version of his theory on people like Ellen and Rosie O'Donnell and how they behave uh, on camera versus how they behave behind the scenes with their underlings. Later in the show, Dr. Drew actually comments on the weird and intense nature of the episode and the calls they seem to be getting. It is a very unusual episode and Drew is rightfully picking up on the vibe. I'm glad we recovered this one. There aren't many others like it. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Line phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician, an addiction medicine specialist, and uh, he's what we used to call back in the day the real McCoy. <laughs> in the day. He is uh, the real deal, Dr. Drew. What Thank you me. see is what you get. Wow. Everybody on radio is preaching about one thing, uh, even evangelists, anybody. Anybody who preaches about anything these days, I don't trust them. Right. you got to worry about it. Evangelists right. are up in the pulpit talking about uh, morals and virtues, and then they're banging the first uh, altar boy who falls asleep uh, in the wings of the church. Right. So, it, you, you, wait, i got to interrupt what? you, because you've, right, you've always said you're, you're skeptical about people that sort of seem overly involved in whatever they're doing. And really, it's because you don't trust their motivation, right? Yeah. All right. That's all. Clarify. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, we were just talking about, uh, there's other uh, self-help talk shows out there, no doubt about it. Right. And to me, they're all the same people. They're um, um, fat guys that are uh, middle-aged, balding, uh, can't get laid, so they become fed up with the system. <laughs> and they start uh, bashing Bill Clinton. Or uh, they're the women who uh, delve out the advice. And they're always the same one. Uh, they're... They're really, uh, you know, early 50s, late 40s, uh, but they dress like Sandra D. Uh, they had uh, way too many uh, facial peels, uh, way too much mascara. Their hair changes uh, color as much as producer Ann's. Ooh. Well, uh, producer Ann can get away with it. Because she is young. And uh, I know as soon as the mic goes cold every night, they uh, throw a clipboard at the producer and, uh, and go off into a tantrum. I don't trust these people. I think they're on the, the radio because they like the uh, sound of their own voice. Except for the peels. It sounds like Adam, doesn't it? As opposed uh, to Loveline, which is here to fill a valuable void in society. Sure, I'm here to hear my own voice, but uh, if you're going to hear someone's voice, you might as well hear mine. And Drew, you don't care if there's uh, five million people or five people listening. It's the same rant. Right. Not an ounce of pretension in this man. There's no showbiz in Dr. Drew. He, uh, he, he aims to please, he means to help, and that's it. Would it be nice if I had a little show bits of me? Did this would, uh, would that help you? You'd know not to step on my tirades, I'm yeah. Sorry. Did this damn show, how many years did you do the show for free, Drew? Eight years. Eight years for free yeah. here on uh, the fabulous um, K-Rock in Los Angeles. 
I wonder how many of those other talk show hosts, those uh, those people that are doing the, uh, oh, we're getting together a Come From Love cruise where I've uh, booked out a uh, fishing vessel, and it's going to cost forty nine ninety five, and everyone can come aboard. Oh, and by the way, you can buy one of my cassettes as well, uh, knowing the inner you and uh, divorcing the inner man. <laughs> I wonder how me enjoy my weenie, please. I wonder how many of them can say uh, they worked on the air for eight years for free without hawking something. They're always pushing something. Uh, does Drew ever, in, in, in the 14 years you've been on the air, Drew, have you ever uh, got a patient off of the air? I have uh, maybe... Let's just say no, would you? No, no, well, I've got to be honest. Once or twice I referred to a hospital where I work, but that's it. Have you ever I made never... a penny off no, of a listener no, in 14 no, years? No, no, And let me tell you something, kiddies. Uh, being a doctor is a business. It relies on patients. Uh, people have to come through the door. Uh, Drew's patients uh, die faster than smokers, <laughs> and he really needs to sign up new ones. And he does not do this, do you, Drew? I, I don't need to sign. I'm too busy practicing. Yeah, yeah. and it's no different than uh, if you ran an auto body shop. You can you can rest assured if we were doing some car improvement show uh, on uh, on Sunday mornings, you'd be giving the number out to the body shop you worked at every five minutes. Drew, what is the reason you don't use your last name on this show? Because I don't. I, when I first started doing this show, I wanted to be sure that no one ever felt that I did this for self-promotion. Right. But what about now? What about a little promotion, Drew? No. No. No, No, just here to help. All right. That's what I love about the man. God, you were so attacking last night, and you were so warm and fuzzy tonight. It almost makes me uncomfortable. You all right? I'm very passive-aggressive. No, I'm uh, I'm, uh, kiss-ass-aggressive. Is something coming? Is something something behind this? Drew, do you want to take a moment and marvel at that comment? Yes. (laughs) Would you like to write that down? You're the funniest man on earth. You are. Kiss, assive, aggressive. Well, you know, it's a uh, love-hate thing I have, Drew. It's actually a love-hate-hate because there's a little more hate than love. Nicole. You're kind of sensitive. Nicole. Oh, yeah? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hi. Sorry, I was talking to my friend. All righty. Hey there. You're 13. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Hi. Oh, are we allowed to turn on the radio? No. No. Okay. It's off. Don't worry. <laughs> Go right ahead. Huh? You're on the air, Nicole. Okay. Hi. Um. Well, me and my friend, our friend is... Well, Hold on one second, Nicole. Here's the thing that amazes me about teenagers on the phone. Anybody who's been around a teenager, uh, who was once a teenager, or who is currently a teenager, knows... The average teenager spends four and a half hours a night on the phone. Uh, does he or she not, Drew? Yeah, but you have to learn how to do other things at you the same time as you're on the phone. You do nothing but talk on the phone when you're a teenager. Right. You, uh, you have you have hour and 45-minute conversations with nobody yeah. on the phone. Yet, whenever a teenager calls up this show, they go into tard mode all of a sudden. It's somebody who has spent more hours, logged more hours on the phone in the last year and a half than anybody alive comes on this show, all of a sudden cannot figure out this new technology. Huh? The uh, telephone? Hello? What? What? Huh? Oh, hello? What happens? These are people that spend hours every day on the phone. We'll try this again. Nicole? Yeah? All right. What's your question? Okay. Me and my friend, well, we're really, I mean, our, our other friend is a, a lesbian, and it just makes us feel really uncomfortable when uh, we're around how, her. Hold on a second. How old is your other friend? Our other friend is 14. Mm, how do you know she's a lesbian? Well, because she's been to, like, her therapy and her mom and everything. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> you can kind of tell. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, does she tell you this? 
Well, yeah, I mean, it, she's not embarrassed about it. I understand know? that. Does she tell you that? Yeah. That this, that's her sexual preference? Mm-hmm. And why is it uncomfortable for you guys? Well, because just the way she acts around us. Which is which is how? Well, she just kind of like, um, just like undressing and like, she's just kind of like touchy around us and everything. <laughs> like, she just likes to. Mm-hmm. They so you feel um you feel a little awkward. Yeah. You feel as if she's going to overpower you sexually. Something. Force you to do something you don't want to do. Um, kind of. It's just. Just that way around us. Uh huh. Do you have uh, you have any ambivalence about your own sexuality? Like uh, maybe you might be interested. Oh no. No. Mm-mm. All right. Do you think she could take you in a fist fight? <laughs> I don't think so. She couldn't. <laughs> you got to be pretty scrappy to kick a lesbian whose uh, ass who's a year older. All right. Well then, Nicole, what are you worried about? Well, me and my friend, we just don't, we don't really know how to tell her that we feel uncomfortable around her. Right. Because every time we try to, it, it just, it just, yeah, she just kind of turns around or it just doesn't feel... All right. right. Well, listen, if you if you try to and she won't have any of it and you feel uncomfortable around her, maybe you should just stop hanging out with her. Yeah. And then if she right. says, why or why did you stop hanging out with me? Then you say, well, um, you know, there's the whole lesbianism thing yeah. and we've tried to uh, broach the subject a couple of times and uh, it's not working. Right. So we became frustrated and then that opens it up. Fair enough. Listen, we get these calls all the time. My best friend uh, tried to stab me in my sleep, and well, I, you know, I'm wondering how we can make up. It's like, uh, listen, if someone's doing something you really don't like, and they do it all the time, and they make you uncomfortable, and then you try to talk them about it, and they don't want to talk to you about it, go ahead and give up on them. Right. Uh, that's my motto. Right. Especially if it's a boyfriend or girlfriend. Especially if it's just a yeah a friend. Yeah. Right. I mean, your own family. Uh, you have to sort of stick it out with them. Unfortunately, Peg, fifteen. Oh uh, hi. Hey. Um, my problem is that like last year I had this teacher, and he was like a father for me, kind of. And um, this year, when school started up again, he like stopped talking to me, and because of that, I got like really, really bad depression. Hmm. Why do you think he stopped talking to you? Huh? What? Why do you th- Why do you think he stopped talking to you? I don't know. Probably because I wasn't a student or something. But we were really close. I don't understand uh, why. You weren't in his class this year, huh? No, I was. I went to high school. Mm. What did you expect the relationship to be? Well, how, how he would told you? me that he'd still like help me with stuff and be my friend. Well, you went to high school, so you're not even going to the school he's working at. Right. Well, how do you expect to see the guy? Well, he told me to come by because I live really close. By his home? By the school. And did you? Yeah. And what happened? He told me that he couldn't talk to me and he left. All right, you well. Know, some, somebody must have gotten on him. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there, there are, even with best intention, teachers sometimes can get overly involved with teachers, uh, with students, rather. If, if there are unclear boundaries and if the propriety of the relationship looks a little bit peculiar. If, in other words, you're spending a little too much time alone together, if it looks bad even, a teacher needs to watch out what they're doing. And indeed, when it looks bad, oftentimes it's because the boundaries have become blurred. He's no longer the teacher, he's friend. Well, he's not your friend, he's your teacher. And the teachers need to remain the teacher. They can be friendly, and they can be supportive, and they can be available, but he's not your friend, he's your teacher. Uh, 
Yeah, when I was in junior high, the teachers were like the uh, commandant of uh, some sort of prison camp. There was no friendship uh, going on whatsoever. It I was, we had one cool. it was really the, just out-and-out abuse but, but when that, I went to junior days, high. Those are the days, that the te- like the beef and butthead teacher? Yeah, That's but, when those got started. Was I just right about missed, when I was yeah, high. see, I just yeah. missed those guys. Yeah. I got their uh, Nazi cousins who uh, came in. I got like the, the backlash from that. Yeah. Yeah, what Drew was saying, and what Drew was going through, because Drew is, uh, what are you, five years older than I am? Yeah. All right. Jesus Christ, that's sad. What? I always think of you as, like, being, you know, a lot older than me, and that's all right, because uh, you you know when people are, Uh like, a lot older than you, but they're much further along (laughs) in their life, and you think, well, that's all right, that's all right, easier, you know, I could get myself a a doctorate, or I could go back to school, or um, I could raise a family, or I could uh, get a practice, and five years... Six years. All right, six years. It's not a lot. Right. The point is this. Uh, this is, uh, you know, 1976, 1977, and there's this whole sort of Billy Jack mentality that's going on okay. in, in schooling, which is call your teacher by your first name, uh, by the first name. Hey, this is Harvey. He's wearing sandals in the class. He's going to bring his acoustic guitar out. Right. And we're all going to, because kids are people. There's this whole kids are people, uh, this whole yeah. kids' rights thing that was going on well, the in the uh, more was the adolescents knew better. Right. Good for them. Well, the man, all the yeah. man knew how to do was pollute and kill the gooks. Right. Uh, but the kids, the kids, they know. Yeah. Never got over that. Never got over it. The point is, by the time I got to high school or junior high, Drew, that phase had long gone, and we'd we'd had a knee jerk reaction and come right back into the oh, really? uh, harsh reality. Ah. Of uh, the uh, you know Mr. Uh, Bramson who uh, had a uh, actually it was Mr. Mallon who taught plastics who had a uh, drinking fountain in his class but the kids couldn't use it uh, because when you came in you had to sit out oh. and when you worked you had to work and when you cleaned up it was cleanup time and of course when the bell rang that meant you uh, you dutifully uh, hopped out of your desk and exited the class. So there was the drinking fountain. Uh, there it was in the San Fernando Valley, uh, early June, 117 degrees with a swamp cooler on the fritz, and uh, you couldn't get near that drinking fountain. I said, this is beautiful. Why, do pe- why is it that shop teachers and PE teachers that, that, that loathe children? I mean, there's, a, there's, there's three types of people in this life. There are people that like kids, there's people that are sort of indifferent, and then there's people that really loathe them. Right. The, the people that hate children teach shop, and uh, P.E. at the junior <laughs> high level. I swear to God, I would like to kick the ass of every shop teacher I had in junior high. I'd really like to just uh, go up to all these guys and just put a whooping on them. I, I really would. They were all tremendous a-holes <laughs> and, and verbally abusive. And they're all these, like, all the same guys. They all look like uh, Ed Asner with a bad rug. Big, oh. hairy forearms, sort of stout guys, you know, a couple bad marriages. Uh, I'm sure their story was all the same. I don't think they had any teaching credential, but they got tossed. Um, they they got tossed off the job site a few years back, but they were journeymen something, and they took on this trade and taught it at the junior high level. But nobody hated more kids more than the shop teachers at Walter Reed Junior High. I guarantee you that. They probably started by loving the kids, though. Yeah, maybe for the first half you know, semester they love the kids. They probably started loving kids, and right. then they are surrounded by them 24-7, one, one too many, hate them. One too many bongs and skateboards in uh, wood class, and that was it. you got to remember that these were experienced through the classroom in which Adam Carolla was in attendance. Yeah, right. Okay, so there might have been a distinct <laughs> color or flavor to those classes. Oh, they just hated just, me. Just imagine, I'm just suspecting it. All right. 
Well, the joke's on all of them. They're uh, home uh, begging for their uh, measly uh, pittance of a, uh, of a retirement. And uh, here I am. Uh, um, um, what am I doing? <laughs> all right. Uh, Jonathan, 17. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if uh, uh, psilocybin, the uh, hallucinogenic component of uh, mushrooms, was any safer for you than uh, LSD? Well, it's a question that I sort of hate to answer uh, for many reasons. One is that it's sort of like comparing one one ill against another. Uh, hey, there it is, Drew. Uh, Two nights in a row in the first hour. Sorry. All right. Uh, but to the extent that uh, one is a weaker hallucinogenic, it seems to have weaker consequences, lesser consequences. The psilocybin appears to be safer. There's less research, there's less clinical experience with psilocybin, so I can't say that with great accuracy. But it has been my experience that uh, I have not seen much in the way of real consequence from psilocybin while I've seen tons from LSD. Oh, are you trying any of these things, Jonathan? Uh, I did once, but uh, I don't intend to do it anymore. Which one did you do? Uh, mushrooms. Yeah. I, I miss mushrooms. I haven't done mushrooms in a million years. You did it twice? No, nah, I've done mushrooms like... Uh, Four times, maybe, in my yeah, life. People are really doing mushrooms now a lot. Oh, they are? Uh, well, I, oh, heard I, people, get out I, there. I heard people talking at a, at a sort of an, like a gas station. Like, oh, yeah. Got, like, the people, way people talk about, used to talk about going to have a beer. Oh, really? Yeah, go have a beer. Wow. Mushrooms will go. Uh, when you get older, your head gets filled with uh, too many negative thoughts, and you're scared. You, you spend a, Here's what you do. Uh, you spend your 20s, your teens, your 20s trying to unlock your mind. Uh, when, you're, uh, when you turn 30, you, you spend all your time trying to lock up your mind. Hoping nothing gets out. Contain it. Yeah, because all you're going to do is unlock all that crap from the past, and uh, then you're going to have a bad trip. I guarantee it, Drew. I, that's the reason. I, I, I can't, uh, I can barely smoke pot anymore, and uh, I, I'm, I'm scared as hell. I would never, uh, I, well, I shouldn't say I would never. I'd never try LSD again. But you also value I'd it. I'd never do acid again. You value I, Actually, I never did acid. You feel more fragile. Physically. Wait, wait a minute. LSD is acid. I was talking about uh, heroin. Sorry. <laughs> You feel more fragile. You feel more, you know, vulnerable, mortal, which is reality, and you value what's in your head more. Now, I don't think I'm going to lose my mind. I think uh, something is going to fall out, like a, you know, oh my God, uh, my mom's crazy uh, friend Zorback uh, molested me. We're on that camping trip, and I don't oh, want to know about it. Oh boy, but uh, you, you know, you use your mind every day to to function to support yourself. Nah, I mean, not as much as you do, though. I really don't need my mind that much. I just use my mind for building and yelling at people. <laughs> Yell at your neighbors, you mean? Neighbors and people they're building at the house. Oh, okay. 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 Christy, 25. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Hey. I just had a dumb question. My boyfriend, he works out, he bodybuilds, and he's always concerned that having sex decreases his testosterone and he's not going to build muscle. And I wanted to know if that was really true. That's uh, not true. That's not true? In fact, uh, to a certain extent, uh, it could raise your testosterone levels. It can raise your testosterone? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was concerned that, that he's not going to grow muscle because he has sex. <laughs> All right, uh, let, me, let me tell you, this is uh, code for, uh, honey, you've put on 20 pounds. <laughs> Am I right? He's in the background there. Why don't you get him on the phone? Oh, is, yeah. Okay, here. Is he back there? Yeah. Tell him to put a shirt on and then tear him away from the mirror for five <laughs> seconds to get on the phone. Okay, here he is. All right. Hello? Hey. Hi. What's your name? Kurt. Kurt. All right. Uh, you know the mess. Hold on, Kurt. You know what I've said. Uh, never get hooked up with a guy named Kurt, uh, Brett, Todd, or Doug. What's that? Oh, come on, Kurt. Look at you. 
<laughs> How old are you, Kurt? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. And uh, are you are you bodybuilding competitively? No. Well, what are you worried about then, Kurt? You have a worse. Uh, I, tra- and I, s- I train almost every day, and I smoke a lot of pot. Yeah, I was gonna say. And lately, I've been smoking a lot of cigarettes, and I wondered if that decreased your testosterone too. Yes, that's it does? That's, certain, that's certainly we have an adverse impact. Absolutely, but uh, but uh, you you need to see your nose and throat doctor about that nasal septum. It's worse than Adams. Really? Listen to that voice. I like his voice. <laughs> that's my long lost brother, Kurt. Yeah. Kurt, you sound fine. Kurt? Uh-huh? Uh, say the uh, rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. Oh, man. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the, the rain in Spain falls plainly on the main. That was but pretty you, good for a guy who smokes a lot of weed and lifts weights. But you hear it sounds like this. It sounds like it's hard. All right. No, he's, no fine. No. He's, he's, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, listen. He's fine. Uh, Kurt? Yeah? Uh, what do you do for a living? Construction? Uh, no, I smoke pot. For a living? Yeah. Really? <laughs> what are you, in a, a, a Rasta band or something? How, how do you smoke <laughs> pot for a living? Um, he sells it. Oh, you sell it? Oh, okay. You deal pot? Maybe. All right. <laughs> we'll take that as a yes. All right, uh, Kurt. Yeah. Uh, losing, has your girlfriend, has Christy put a little weight on lately? <laughs> well, the reason is, hold on, hold on, hold on. Has she put a little weight on? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, uh, okay. she's lost a little weight here lately. Right. Lately, after she put the 40 on, she's dropped eight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did did I say? You called it. You called it. Yeah, did yeah. I say she uh, put some weight on? Yeah, yeah, you know guys. I but know also how he's, guys he's work. He's smoking a lot of pot and he's sexual drive weight. Uh, <laughs> so he's looking at Christy, who's uh, put on 30 pounds over the last three months, and he's going, uh, uh, baby, I got to save my sperm for my weights lifting. I can't, I can't resist going off a little bit about marijuana addiction. The people who oh, Kurt sounded fine. Please, at this point. He'll keep using every day. He's 25. He sounded spry. He sounded pathetic, man. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but you know, who was there first? Uh, the, uh, the bong or the dunce cap? Well, look, marijuana, it was, marijuana will bring somebody down who might not otherwise become, go that far down. Right. Really, it's a profoundly addictive drug for some people. Please, uh, and it, it's not the slowly progressive addiction that people think it is. It is people who have it, who are going to be addicted, come from alcoholic families. They have a tremendous euphoria the first time they're exposed. So they get high on the drug anyway. It's usually the third time they're exposed. And they think about it every day thereafter. And they use it every day for the most part. All right. So here's the deal. If you're sort of hovering around uh, the border between um, uh, <clears throat> idiot and moronville, uh, don't smoke the weed. Yeah. It is going to bring you down south of the border. Mm-hmm. Smart people can smoke as much weed as they want. It that's just sort of brings true. them down to normal. No, yes, true. yes, yes. Believe me. But uh, when you're a little bit slow, you don't need to slow yourself up anymore. And let's face it, it takes your edge off. That's, that's why true. I'm a coffee drinker and an alcoholic. Okay, Drew, uh, you want to sell the hell out of the next uh, dog? we got an AIDS question coming up. Great. Well, all right. Well, after Lynette hears this podcast, I'm going to have to go online and go to the books. Oh, yeah. Dot com. That's right. You may want to swing by as well. Holidays coming up. Beautiful, modern bouquets. Flowers cut the day you order them. That's did I, right. Did I say something bad about my wife? No. Okay. Don't be so pee-whipped. I'm just asking if I said something I should be sending flowers for. It's all I'm asking. No, we... Just be nice and send flowers. I, I think every... I, I, I'm trying to think. 
what is depicted on television is the guy in his bathrobe watching the football game and the wife going, come on now, and he's smoking a cigar, and they're going, what time is it? But I think the reality is more the norm what we experience. I think so. Okay. All right. Why sh- look, why shouldn't it be? We're, we're the ones who have to go to work every day and catch flights and do all that kind of well, stuff. But you heard May, be on was, set. May's a, a, a head neck surgeon, a, a reconstructive surgeon. She's five minutes late. I'd love her. Anyway, thebooks.com. Um, they're all grown, mineral-rich soil right next to the equator. It's close to the sun, man. Makes better flowers on a volcano. And they have flat pricing. So this is what we're talking about. No upsells, no hidden costs, always free shipping. So it's not that thing where you see the picture and you click on it and it says 19 bucks yeah. and it's 87 bucks. Now, just flat pricing. What you see is what you get. That's what you get sent. So you go to the website. Not too early. Start thinking about Valentine's Day. 15% off your visit. Ooh. 15% off nice. the visit. The Books. T-H-E-B-O-U-Q-S dot com. Use the promo code Drew Adam. Drew Adam. Deal expires January 27th. So it's Books. Good. good sponsor. Let's get on it. Coming to Podcast One this Thursday, The Jive, the podcast. This is really cool. If it's funny, it's hot, and it's trending, they're on it. Yes, sir! So tell all your friends, The Jive's coming to Podcast One. Well, at least the ones who like comedy, sports, and, and boobs. America loves what they love. The Jive, the podcast. Coming to Podcast One this Thursday. That's podcastone.com. This is Louise and Nina from Veruca Salt, and you're listening to Loveline. With Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. Louise from Veruca Salt. Whom you, uh, I guess, uh, ran into. Oh, we are. Oh, a little Foo Fighters, Ann mentioned. Very good connection there. Yes. Uh, Louise and Dave Grohl are uh, hooked up. As, uh, well, I, I told the story. I was in my inebriated state at the uh, K-Rock Weenie Roast, and uh, Ann pushed me at uh, Dave Grohl to go talk to him about coming on the show, and uh, there was Louise, and uh, I forgot she was on the show a couple weeks earlier, and <laughs> was rude to her, and uh, told her to be quiet while I talked to Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And she finally yelled at me, I was on the show! <laughs> I thought it was a positive thing, sending him over there. Oh, Ann, please. It, Un- unsupervised? <clears throat> yeah, I guess need to hold him his hand through all this. On the uh, on the level of appearances, it was. I mean, it, it, at first, it seemed like a good idea. Dave uh, Dave Grohl is a uh, nuttier guy than you uh, would expect. Oh. He, well, he always seemed uh, sort of reserved or sort of just uh, I don't know, nice and quiet. I, I guess that was always my interpretation, especially when he was in Nirvana. Because no, I guess it was had always approached cur- him the year before. Remember in the lobby of a hotel. Oh, we did. Don't you remember I, in, in DC? Yeah, but I never went up and talked to him. Did no, I? We did, and he was frightened by us. <laughs> oh, was he talking to Fred Schneider? Yes. Don't you remember this? Yeah, I do. Because I said, "Was he talking to Fred Schneider?" Yes, and he walked away as soon as we walked up. Right, but we never really talked to him, did we? We said hi. Every time I see the guy, I'm drunk. I can't. I can't really remember. But what does this tell you? Uh, that he has a drinking problem, hmm. or that he's an enabler. Uh-huh. Uh, well, anyway, he knew who we were. He was uh, excited, and uh, besides the uh, part about me pissing off uh, his girlfriend, I think it was a 10. And, and just stay near Adam for damage control, will you, please? 
Yeah. That, you know, you can send you got to get me a little earlier at the concert, not when I'm all effed up. And then you, uh, like, it's like, it, you know what it is? It's like a, a, a damn a pinata. Ann spins me around, puts a blindfold on me, and pushes me toward whatever guest she wants me to vomit on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a new game. All right, yeah, earlier when I'm sober. But he was kind of drunk, too, it seemed like, or something. Or I can't, or maybe that's just his natural state. I, I, I pushed him into Christina, is that her name? Third Rock from the Sun? Yes. He did fine. She was delightful. Was, so, when See, she, she did not, it before I was drunk. But she's not coming on. Well, she'll come on. Oh, no, she is. Yeah. All right, uh, back to the phones we go. Josh, 15. Hi, my question is, if a girl has AIDS and she's giving you a blowjob, can you get it from her? Theoretically. Okay. I mean, really... Any intimate contact, theoretically, is a route of transmission. I, I, where, did we hear this? Was it last night or the night before? Somebody was saying, remember that caller that, uh, whose ex-husband was uh, carrying on with multiple males and homosexual? I'm going with last night because the night before was Saturday and we, right. did, we didn't do the show. And, uh, you know, I, I can't understand. I, it's like people's awareness of how this disease can be transmitted. Well, yeah, but, all right. But listen, this is a, a viable question because what Josh is asking is there are... You know, there are minuscule uh, chances, and then there are great chances. It's, it's, a, it's a lesser risk behavior than, say, anal sex, certainly. Okay. And probably a lesser risk behavior than intercourse, but it is not without risk. Okay? Okay. All Thanks. Right. All right, Josh. Good luck with people, the penis. people are supposed to use condoms if they get oral, get oral sex. I know, but, you know, I mean, the guy's 15, his girlfriend's uh, 15, uh, she's never, you know, she's been with one guy before him, they, you know, they, they, they you know, they, they live in one of those uh, Norman Rockwell paintings, and uh, he doesn't want to put a condom on. Mm. You know what I'm talking about. Thomas. Thompson. Oh, uh, Thompson. Hello. Hey, you're 16. Yes, I am. Um, let's see, I'm gay, but I... I've just come out to my parents, or they found out before I actually told them, but, mm. and I haven't really come out to many of my friends, just like some of my best friends. But, mm. um, How did your folks find out? Um, let's see, I have a pen pal in Hawaii that I write to. Your mom kept coming in and going, I, um, Thompson, mess up your room. <laughs> no, actually, I do have a pretty messy room. I'm not too anal about it. But, really? Well, yeah. you may be bi. Yeah, I kind of am. Right. Like, I'm more gay than bi. Oh, listen, it, 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 trapped inside every bi man is a, is a gay man tr just trying to get out. There you go. Um, let's see. Um, so she saw one of the letters, and she was like, oh, my God, my son's gay. Anyways, I was on vacation, so when I came back, it kind of all came out. Did you sort of leave those sorts of things around? So you No, they, they were in a drawer, and they were looking for a copy of one of my report cards, and they just happened to come, up, come upon a letter. Mm. So. In, in the drawer? Yeah. I my mom, I'm never going to go through any of my kids anything. Oh, please. Because I, I have absolutely no privacy whatsoever. You will, uh, Drew, you, the, the first drawer you pop open as soon as the kids get their own room, and there's going to be pornography, uh, heroin, and a and, and a severed arm is oh. going to come flying out of there. And, and then you're going to find like a, a drifter's genitalia in a formaldehyde in a mason jar in the closet. I, never, I'll never go into my kids' room. Yeah, Ever. I, yeah, I just want to go in. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, believe me, you're gonna find yeah, some weird sealed stuff. off. But it, you made an interesting comment, though. You have no privacy, and you hate it. Yeah. Is that the quality of, of the relationship you've had with your parents all the way along, where they're intrusive and invade your life in every way? Kind of. My dad was kind of better, but I don't live with him now. I just live with my mom. And my mom is real intrusive. Yeah. Mm hmm. And I mean, she really doesn't trust me at all. She mm -hmm. goes through everything that I have. Why? What is it she concerned about? I don't know. Hmm. 
and she thinks that I'm into drugs and stuff, but I'm completely clean. I mean, I've never done anything in my life. And did this, did this was this a worse alternative as far as she was concerned than doing drugs? Well, kind of. I mean, she's really disappointed, and she's homophobic herself, so she's always awkward towards me now. Homophobic towards gay males? Yes. Oh, I'm not sure if it's toward lesbians, too, but... Why, uh... Thompson, why did you... I, I know she found out before you told her, but yeah. you said you, you told her anyway. Well, I mean, she was asking me, are you gay? And I was like, oh. yes, I am. Okay. And it was that one day when I came back. And uh-huh. Were, were you planning on telling her if she didn't ask? I wasn't really ready to. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was kind of the big problem, because I hadn't really accepted it for myself, and she found out before I was ready to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. That's healthy. I mean, you're, you're trying to reconcile it for yourself. Yeah. Uh, we we hear oftentimes sixteen year olds who want to announce it at the dinner table before they really are clear what they are. Yeah. And uh, so, how is she treating you now? Is she, she giving you the cold shoulder? Well, kind of. I mean, she's okay. She tries to forget about it, but she makes jokes about it and tries to think that it's funny. But I don't really see any humor in it. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I have a few gay friends, and I make gay jokes too. And I think, uh, I think uh, they're going to get a big kick out of it somehow. And then I realize, you know what? Uh, to them, it's not considered some bizarre deviant lifestyle. Because I always say to them, uh, <laughs> "Nice." I know it's it's. Uh, I know. Sorry, Thompson. But whenever my gay friends, like my gay friends, will, will say to me sometimes, I'll go. Uh, Sure, when I'm done with my underwear, I'll uh, wipe my ass, and I'll wipe my belly, and then I'll wipe my forehead, and I'll throw it in the hamper, and they'll go, you are sick, they'll say. And I'll go, hey, come on, you're blowing, guys. Come on, who's sick over here? And they go, what's that have to do with anything? And I go, oh, come on, come on. Come on, I'd much rather wipe my forehead with my underwear than blow some guy. And they go, oh, I don't get it. Uh, uh, so I know how people think, Thompson. Yeah. None of us get it. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, <laughs> what, can, what can I say after that? Uh, thanks for the sensitive reprisal. Of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, Thompson, for 16-year-old guys, you sound like you, you got your head screwed on yeah, pretty actually, good. Yeah, yeah. And the good news is, is you don't really have to wrestle for this with this all the way through high school and college about wanting to tell mom. and all. Mom knows. I mean, hell, by the time you graduate from high school... Uh, you know, it, it, she'll be totally comfortable with it, and, and, and you can move on. And I suppose that there's a lighter side to this, too. This does give you an opportunity to set down some boundaries in your relationship with your mom, which is to tell her really quite clearly what, how it makes you feel, the way she invades your privacy, and try to set down some limits there with her so she lets you have some space and some, some uh, independent sense of self. As I was saying to Drew uh, earlier today, when we, uh, you know, we take our uh, walks on Monday... <laughs> we always take a walk on Monday. It's Starbucks and a walk. And uh, I was saying, wasn't I saying that uh, homosexuals uh, make better citizens? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, you went on and on about it. I certainly did, He's, didn't I? Yeah. I said, uh, these are people who pay their taxes, who uh, don't want much from the system. Don't get screwed up kids. Don't have, uh, aren't, aren't overpopulating, uh, tend to uh, basically, every, you know, the car's a little cleaner, the house is a little cleaner, the lawn's a little nicer. Manage their money better. Manage better the money. Usually. Uh, better groomed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When's the last time you had some smelly gay guy in front of you in line? No. It's always some big heterosexual guy in his uh, 40s with hair coming out of the back of his uh, A-shirt. So maybe this is, uh, humanity's evolving. I, I should hope so. I'd like to be the leader of the gays uh, when uh, we do evolve to that point. Okay. All right.
Sell the hell out of the next call, please. Uh, Jenny's younger sister keeps stealing Jenny's boyfriends. Oh, this is nasty. Kick it! Hi, this is Chad Smith. And this is a Dave Navarro. We're from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And you're listening to Love Line with... Dr. Drew and Adam Corolla. Yes, and this is Loveline, and Adam is uh, once again on the phone, and uh, I'll cover for him since uh, we'll find out in a minute what he's talking Just about. Just let me enjoy my weenie, please. What's he talking to? He keeps getting on the phone. Uh, uh, he's this made time, up 40 calls uh, tonight. Is that unusual for him? Before yeah. he was trying to settle a bill, now. Yeah. All right, bam. Welcome back Bad to Loveline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to uh, Drew's lovely wife on the phone who was uh, making some travel plans, and she said, uh, call me back. And I said, you know what? No. I think I could squeeze it in here. It may run over into the show a little bit, but that's going to save me a call. And uh, since I'm the... Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. She's got my address. She's got my credit card number. And we're uh, fine. We're on our way. Ready to rock. All right. Uh, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Uh, where were we, Drew? We what? have set up the KOME thing, too. Okay. Which we have not done. All right. Uh, yeah. Drew, this uh, show is not Just waiting to find out what your little plans are. Okay. We'll go up Saturday morning, come back Saturday night, right? All righty. All right. All right. We're sorry. All right. Uh, listen, I shouldn't be the one telling uh, people not to worry so much about personal business uh, <laughs> over the over the airwaves uh, since uh, I was just on well, the telephone. Well, it's affiliate business, not personal business. All right. Thank you. Jenny. Yeah? Hi there. Hi. Um, my sister, I just broke up with my boyfriend like a week and a half ago, and she's like all over him. And I told her, I mean, me and her like... We promised each other that, like, we wouldn't go for a guy if one of us liked him, and she's still going for him. And I don't, I mean, I've confronted her about it. And How old is she? Not, she's 14, and she's, like, uglier than me. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. She's uglier than you? She's, like, missing a tooth. I can't believe that. <laughs> Some guys like that. Um, and, but the thing is, he's three years older than I am. But can you, oh, boy. Uh, 19 to 14. She's 14. Look, uh, you, should be, you should be more concerned with protecting her from this predator than with her no, no, I mean, invading really your territory. And Jenny, and just that one that one comment is so telling about what your relationship is like with your sister. I mean, she, yeah, she I probably mean, feels demeaned by you. That's her way of sort of asserting herself and getting back at you. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll screw the boyfriend and my sister at the same time. She's uglier than I am. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, it's ugly. She she, I don't understand why he... Jenny. 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 Guess, uh, guess what? Snaggletooth has got herself a new man. <laughs> no, but she already has two boyfriends. Ah. Dating... Okay, I dated... I'm starting to date my dad's girlfriend's son. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. He's dating his best friend and yeah, some guy from where... Hold on a second, Jenny. I, I swear to God, I wish I had some sort of... Uh, you know what I need in here? We need this to be like the war room because I would I would, I would, would call in an airstrike on their house right now. If I were president, I would call a strikeout. Uh, a couple of uh, uh, F-16s, uh, f- full napalm, uh, you know, 500-pounders. And, and we just got to clean it out right now. I the, smell trouble. The train in the background there. Listen, listen, listen. Yep. We got to move the house. The train's coming. I'm not sure it's a house. <laughs> Dad, could you pull the pickup uh, <laughs> ten feet forward? The train is coming. No, uh, I know it sounds cruel, but I smell trouble here. Yeah. I see lots of uh, unwanted little children running around, and yeah. a little incest, and possibly some yeah. abuse. My dad's a girlfriend's son. <sighs> J- Jenny. Yeah. All right, baby. Hold on a second. Okay. Let's let's just get some facts here. Okay, let's just get past the the anger here for a moment and get to the truth. 
Mm-hmm. Um, where are you living? In Maryland. Mm-hmm. What, you, you got an apartment or what? I have an apartment. She lives with my dad. I moved out in November. By yourself? Yeah, no, with my mom. But, mm. I mean, me and her still, I still go over there and spend the night. And me and her have a really, like, close relationship, but she's never done something like this to me before. You and your sister. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you, you, you call her ugly to us and toothless uh, to us. What do, you, <laughs> what do you call her to her face? No, I, I told her that, like, I didn't feel comfortable. I mean, she was all over him, and I told her that I didn't feel comfortable seeing them together like it's that. It's your ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and my not your boyfriend. In and they said that they, I mean, them two looked like they were dating, and they're not. Mm -hmm. But it's your ex. What do you think he thinks of her? I don't know. I he said he said that he still wants to date her sometime, and I'm like, okay, but he's still not over his ex girlfriend. So I don't know why uh, he's all over her and his and ex going out with me. Where do you live in Travel Town, uh, Jenny? <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> Are they driving the golden spike in your no. living room? Is that what's happening? I'm outside. <laughs> Well, 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 get off the tracks. You're going to get killed. <laughs> There's a lot of action there in Maryland. There's the beauty of uh, living in L.A. You'll never hear a train. Never really? see a train. You hear gunshots, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of helicopters, uh, grenades going off and stuff. It's, it's more uh, Beirut than it is Petticoat <laughs> Junction. But you never hear a train. <laughs> when do you hear a train in L.A.? Not, not in less than 20 years. Uh, all right. <laughs> Jenny. Uh -huh. He has an ex-girlfriend that he's not over. Yeah. Yeah, but he's right. 19. He's dating a 14-year-old. What? Why would we need to go beyond that at all? I mean, the guy's a predator. Is, is something I, wrong I with him? I don't know. What's the wrong age with of consent him. in your in your state is 16. I I met him through like all my friends at my school, uh, and she doesn't even go to my school. And he hangs uh, out with a bunch of high school. All right, all right, Jenny. Jenny, here's the situation. Uh huh. Please try to listen to us. Mhm. Mm Forget about this guy and what he's doing, trying to do to your sister. Yeah, I know. You understand? Yeah. Plus, besides you, he has another ex-girlfriend, right? There's a reason for yeah. these laws. They are there to protect your sister. Yeah. Do not get into the same uh, downward spiral your family's been in for the last 30 years. <laughs> Stay away from these loser, creepy guys. You're going to get pregnant in another six months, drop out of school, and call it a life. I already dropped out of school. Oh, all right. Uh, another three months you'll be <laughs> oh, pregnant okay. then. Go back to school. Okay, I had another question, like, unrelated to this subject. Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jenny. Uh-huh? Listen, we're trying to save you here. I know. Do you know what's going on? You're going to be a statistic soon. I'm telling you. Go back please. To, go back to school. Use, <laughs> please, use birth control and get back in school. Okay. Okay. Why'd you drop out of school? Because they tried to force fail me because I was within 50 feet of three people who were smoking pot and got arrested. Oh, so you were screwed over by the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Basically. All right, uh, get used. Uh, hold on, Jenny. Get used to being screwed by the man because that is going to be your life now. <laughs> you, you've established that relationship with uh, society. Make a real good story up because you're going to have one for every time you get fired, for every time a husband leaves you, uh, for every time uh, your car gets impounded. I'm telling you, I know where your life is going, Jenny. And what you need to do is forget about guys right now. Start worrying about yourself and take care of your own crap. Get out of that. Uh, get out of that place. Get some education. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Jenny? Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I don't care about question. your next question. Okay. It, it's meaningless. It's it's unrelated. It is. It, subject, it is. But it, it's not meaningless. But it's meaningless in comparison to what Adam's telling you right now. Okay. The big um, picture makes everything else meaningless. Okay. Before. Okay. 
If you trip off of acid... Oh, oh, oh this is this is vitally important. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. It's an acid question. Oh, Go ahead. Makes all the I've, in the world. I've tripped off of acid before, like, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and I want to have kids in the future. Like, not now, but, but like, later. Like, like I mean, October? What? Maybe October, uh, November? No. 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 Um, but I was oh. wondering what kind of birth defects my kids could have because I've done acid so much. They're going to come out worse than the guy who made you pregnant. And uh, if that that is a that's a fate. Oh, I'm calling in an airstrike. Yeah. Stuff like this makes me sick. Yes, our, our sis- uh, I I I would like to take Jenny's parents out and beat them. Yeah. Both. Yeah. And then I would like to beat their parents for beating them uh, at the wrong age. Right. Oh, please, everyone, stop with the kids. Unless you uh, have some part in the rearing, stop it. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think it's so, sort of a fundamental issue. People have to stop looking at their own rearing. They have to be truthful about their own family systems and not go, hey, my dad beat me. Look, I'm fine. Right. I'm, pre- I'm perfectly prepared to be a parent. No. No. I would like to just uh, freeze Jenny for about five years until uh, science uh, caught up with her. And one day where there's going to be a way to uh, work this stuff out. Because, you know, here's the deal with Jenny. Plenty of potential, uh, unnourished uh, potential, and I know right where she's going. Well, she, she may have locked that in with the LSD. Unfortunately, 15, 16, doing acid changes the biology of the brain, and that could potentially doom her to per- persistent depressive illness. That's what tends to happen from that. All right. And while it does not increase her risk of birth defects, to answer her question, uh, she, is on a, she is on a crash collision no. course. Well, here's the deal. Uh, the point is, is uh, me and you got to start making more money because Jenny's planning a family. <laughs> Chris, 28. Hi, yes. I think both of you guys are really great. I think you guys do a hell of a service for everybody. <clears throat> Thank you, Chris. Um, my question is, does go to Dr. Drew, though. Yeah. Um, my wife is a manic depressive. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I knew her, I've known her for three years now. We've been married for a year. And since I've known her, she's had a very bad drinking problem. Um, to the point where she gets violent when she gets drunk and drinks a 12-pack to a case of beer. Anyway, I've ha- I had enough of it, and I love her death, but I've had, uh, you know, all I could take. And finally we had a discussion about it, and she has stopped drinking, really tried. Uh, she hasn't drank anything for two weeks, which is not very long, but, uh, you know, she has a craving to drink. What my question basically is, is what what can we do to help her uh, not want to drink? She takes quite a few medicines, too, which I kind of wanted to tell you about. That's kind of part, part of another question I have for you. But what could I do to help her? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, uh, you really uh, got yourself a catch there. <laughs> what, uh, what's going on with you? Oh, no, no. Nothing with you, huh? I'm fine. No, just got yourself an alcoholic pill bopper. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she's not, she's a very lovely woman, actually. I'm sure. She's a delight. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's just, you know, she's had, she had some problems. Uh, after Chris. she had her baby, she actually became manic depressive after she had a child. Mm-hmm. She was married previously before. Hmm. And he dumped her after that. After and she became bipolar. Exactly. Hmm. Because she had the episodes and they couldn't find medicine that would treat her properly. Mm-hmm. She wasn't drinking then, though. <laughs> no, but she kind of had started. She had actually gone to... Uh, uh, that, that would be yes. 
Head start, it would be, yes. Well, yes, but I mean, okay. she did, I mean, you know, she wasn't drinking previous to that, no. Okay. So, um, you guys are married, right? Yes. How long have you been married? Uh, a year in May. Mm hmm. And uh, what's up with you? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Come on, everyone's wondering. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you found somebody, she has a child, uh -huh. she has uh, some issues, she has um, some imbalances, Right. and you say, I'm going to marry this little woman inside a year. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what is up, what's that part of you? Well, uh, part of me was that I really loved her. Mm -hmm. And when we first What's met, that part of you? I'm sorry? What do you think that part is? You, you understand what I'm getting at? No, I don't. Well, what I'm saying is, is uh, because Drew and I were talking about this on our Monday walk <laughs> today, uh, and uh, after Drew kicked over, uh, kicked over my four dollars worth of coffee I bought over at Starbucks, I sure got. I mean, Drew and I went to Starbucks uh, a couple mornings ago. Uh, I bought uh, you like a pecan log, and I got a croissant. We both got two coffees. Uh, Nine seventy-five. Is that damn frappuccino? That's a killer. I go to goddamn Vegas and eat uh, six meals uh, with prime rib for nine seventy-five. You go to L.A., you can't get a cup of damn coffee for nine bucks. All right, hold on, Chris. Yeah. We got to go to break. All right, all right. Okay. All right, listen. Here's what I want you to do. All right. Because we're talking about attraction today, me and Drew. Uh huh. You try to figure out why you were so attracted to this woman that sounds so scary to everyone else. Now, don't give us the BS reason. Uh, think hard during the commercial. Think about your past and think about what drew you in. Think what about made your, it so your attractive other, Your to other you. relationships, particularly your primary relationships, your parents, your family, that kind of thing. All right. We'll be back with uh, deep answers to deep questions. Yeah, Film Vault. Brian, what do we do this week on the Film Vault? We do what we always do. We're excellent on the mic. Brian, what do we do this week on the Film Vault? Oh, I mean, aside from that, we have a special guest on this week's episode. Very special guest, Very special Allison guest. Rosen. Allison Rosen, the new best friend of all podcast listeners, is uh, our guest this week on the Film Vault. And doing a topic near and dear to a heart. Cute and cuddly animal characters. Top five cute and cuddly creatures only this week on the Film Vault on Podcast One. That's O-N-E. <laughs> it's Loveline, and we're back, coming right they at have, they you. They have to wrangle with us now, don't they? Yeah, we've, we've got uh, a little incorrigible. Well, here's what Drew and I do. We just do one show, one two-hour show straight through, and uh, the mics go off for four minutes, and then they come back on, and they just pick up wherever we are. We don't even explain our conversation. <laughs> we were talking about asbestosis, we were talking about. Right, which is yeah. uh, asbestos. And, and, and I was thinking about radon, which is this uh, odorless, uh, invisible gas. What gas is there, by the way, that is uh, looks Visible. like a genie? <laughs> is there uh, is there a um, is there a plaid, a, a checkered, or um, or uh, some argyle uh, gas? Is there gas that looks like anything? Uh, not really. I've been letting gas go for uh, as long as I can remember. I've never seen it. You, but you've been trying to rest assured it's there. Yeah. I can tell by the reactions of the people in the room. And uh, by the uh, greenish-blue flame that uh, shoots up from my trousers. But I've never actually seen gas. Isn't, um, by the way, to make it into the gas family, don't you kind of have to be colorless? Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I, makes a gas? 
Well, it's it's the density of the molecules in the state they're in, basically. They're moving around freely. I've never seen a gas, though. Okay. So we're getting way too esoteric here. Uh, if you've had trouble with radon, call us up. I don't believe it exists anymore. I think this is another one. That but asbestos to... is a common problem. Okay. A serious problem. All right. Well, that's what I'm going to do. No, 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 no. All no, no, right. No. Well, why are you erasing it? Because then? I thought you were pushing that button. Chris, 28. Yes. Oh, yeah, you. Okay. <laughs> you've had some time to think. Okay. Now, let me just reset here. Your wife of uh, about a year, or is it just a, just a couple months? A year. A year. Yes. Yeah. And how long did you court her before you married her? Two years. Two years. Uh-huh. Uh, has a previous child, uh, has a, a child from a previous marriage. Correct. Or relationship these days. Uh, has a, is manic depressive, is on uh, meds, and uh, is an alcoholic. Yes. Yet, you saw fit to marry her. Now, uh, besides the answer, which is, uh, I love her, because I'll hang up on you if you say that, what do you think attracted you to her? Well, at first, none of those problems were evident. I didn't even know she was mm-hmm. had a problem. You didn't on some levels, but there's a part of you that kind of knew something. When did you know? Um, I think when she, uh, she had, when she drank a lot, she might have a, psych- a psychotic episode. Mm-hmm. How, how long into the relationship was that? Oh, I'd say probably about eight months. Eight months. Okay. Yes. All right. The, the, you still got married. You knew all this. You got married. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, what makes you hang in with such a heavy project? Well, um, like I said, how I felt, she was very loves me very much, mm-hmm. and I know that. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't think, felt, felt, I mean, I love her equally as well, and mm-hmm. I did not think that was a good enough reason to give up on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, well, you know, what kind of family do you have? Chris, I have, a, I have a good family. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anybody into any alcoholism over in your family? Um, Maybe a my little? dad had a little bit of a problem. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm hmm. It's always there. How did we know that? <laughs> that's the way people behave. All right. So then, what is attraction? Right. Attraction. What is attraction? It's sort of fitting. It's it's really refitting a relationship to match your old ones. It's acting out your old relationship with your parents. Here's my hypothesis. You are not in charge of what attracts you. Oh, no. Right. No. Something was done to you, or you were in an environment uh, where something was going on, and now 20 years later, that becomes what you call attraction. Yeah. But it's really nothing that you have any control over, and it's usually a bad thing. Right. You're attracted to her because your dad was a drunk. Well, let me explain something. My dad was a very good father. Um, Chris, excuse me. Yes. Um... He's an alcoholic, and that's all we're saying. And you don't have to make excuses for him. You don't have to make excuses for her. Um, all I hear are these all I- idealizings and the excuses. Uh, let's just talk about people that are alcoholic, okay? okay. We're going to talk freely about that. It's going to progress. It could kill her. And you can't do a damn thing about it right. except go to Al-Anon. That is the only thing you can do. If you are able to get better, if you are able to deal with the emotional issues that result from having been raised by alcoholic parents and now being in an alcoholic relationship, she'll be forced to get better because you'll leave if you get well enough because you won't put up with this anymore. Right. Uh, so that's what you can do. Uh, obviously, she she will not stay abstinent. She, uh, no way. Not, not, that's a mathematical reality. There's, not, not a, there's a 0% probability that she'll stay off alcohol. And she needs to go to AA. She needs to be off any addictive drugs. I don't know what meds she's on, but whatever they are, they can't trigger the reward systems or she has no possibility of staying sober. And you, that's you it. Do you think with the drugs that it's going to help her st- make her stay on and out? No. 
Oh, it'd make her stay on alcohol. Yes. Alcohol. If she's on benzodiazepines, clonopin, Xanax, anything like that. Yes. Yes. That that all's got to go. Also. All right, Chris. You have your work cut out for you, but here's the deal. Listen to Drew. Don't work on her. Just go work on yourself. And and one of two things will happen. You'll either get so together and so healthy. You'll leave. Uh, you'll leave. In which case, that'll be fine for you. Or she'll see you getting together and healthy, and she'll dry up, and that'll be good for you. Right. That's it. And your tendency is going to be to work on her uh, like uh, she's some sort of 56 Chevy you're restoring. Because that's what he did with his dad, probably. Oh, he's restoring dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. How did we know there was some alcoholism in there? Polar you know? bears. Polar bears. Thank you. All right, let me say one thing because uh, no one knows what we're talking about. Um, everybody is the same. That's going to be the name of my next CD. Uh, you want to study polar bears? When they, when they study polar bears, how many polar bears do you think they need to figure out how polar bears mate and migrate? Eight, ten? Yeah, maybe 20, and that's it. And they take 20 polar bears right out of the Arctic Circle. They take a look at them for a week, and they go, now we know. Now we know polar bears. You want to know what? Same way, same thing. That's what people are. I, it's a real sad reality for a lot of people. Same way. We can take 20 callers, uh, talk to them. We knew... Uh, uh, sorry, Chris's. Uh, there's two guys named Chris. Yeah. Uh, Chris's uh, dad or mom was an alcoholic. We know it. It's a polar bear theory. We don't need to talk to uh, his mom. We don't need to talk to uh, uh, seven million uh, listeners. We just talk to him. I know. It's, we know what's going on. People are the same. They hate to admit it. Uh, all the advertising in the world uh, tells you it's not true. It is true. Yeah, we have a tough time in this country uh, dealing with the fact the, the issues related to what is really free will and what isn't. I'll just pull a hundred uh, people off the street, study them, and uh, that's how people are. Just like any other species. Why are people any different than uh, polar bears, or beavers, or whales? It doesn't make a difference. Just another species. A little more complex. I think we're dumber than uh, the behavior than the beaver. From a behavioral standpoint, I think you're right. Lee, have you ever heard the, the story of the superstitious uh, pigeon that Skinner put together? Leonard, you, you got to hear this. No, no, the, the Skinner box, the guy that, that developed the whole behavior uh, theories. He uh, would drop. Skinner's got a box set. You got to listen to this. You got to listen. To this. He he would drop food down to the pigeon mm-hmm. at red random intervals. It was just t- totally random. A machine would just drop the food, but the pigeon began thinking that it was doing some behaviors to trigger the food to be released. So it started developing all these wild rituals that it would go through. And then, of course, the machine would occasionally reward it just because the timing came through and would deliver the food. Right. And so the, the pigeon would spend its whole day going through rituals trying to get the food to uh, come on down the way it wanted it to. Skinner should have uh, Skinner, tested Skinner. Skinner. <laughs> Thinking of Leonard. Skinner, uh, Skinner should have uh, worked on teenagers. The same thing would have happened. Or hell, anybody. Yeah, I, I believe humans would do that. That's correct. All yes, right. they do. All right. Um, I guess that was your point. Lee, 19. Yeah, I got a question. Um, all right, I have, well, a couple girlfriends, and I'm trying to, like, I don't know, I'm trying to, starting to get to that point where, you know, I'm starting to grow up, and I want to kind of narrow it down. But I guess I, I just have a hard time choosing, like, what, girlfriend i'd like actually mm-hmm. sounds a little weird but but i mean i get like different things from different girlfriends like um i've been going with one of my girlfriends since high school we've been going out for like almost four years now do they know about each other no definitely mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. um like lisa she she cleans my apartment you know pays i give her money and she writes checks for all my bills because i can't pay bills for 
the life of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Alicia, she's my other girlfriend. I, I mean, I go to church with her. I mean, I love her family. Her family loves mm-hmm. me. I met her grandma. Lisa's family, same thing. What do you? Uh, why are you going to church? I, don't know, I like going to church. Why? I don't know. So I, I would think it'd make a guy like you feel bad, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, you know. just you're not you just go, but you don't care, or what? It feels like well, he's being yeah, exonerated when you go. God and you believe in God. Yeah. All right. You believe in um, hell and heaven. Yeah. All right. Well, the sea and hell. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm let me tell you here, something yeah. about these uh, these uh, heavens and hells and gods and damnations and all that. Uh, it's not just for other people. If you believe, uh, you got to be talking about yourself, Lee. But he doesn't. He's so grandiose. He doesn't see that he's doing anything wrong. Well, I guess so. My real question is: I mean, I just I don't. I mean, and then I like have Colleen, and we just. I mean, she's more of a sexual girlfriend. Colleen, Wait, yeah, you yeah. go to Temple with Colleen? No. Ladies, sure. listen to Lee. Listen very carefully. Listen to what he's all about. Lee, what about these women? What about their feelings? Oh, I don't know. Well, but didn't God uh, put him, put them on earth to serve you, Lee? Do you, well, do you think they have any feelings about this relationship, these relationships you have with them? Oh, yeah. How do you think they're going to feel when one of them, when they all get dropped, except for one? <laughs> and, and who's going to be the lucky one? Well, the ones like that get dropped. Colleen knows yeah. about my other girlfriends. Colleen does? Yeah, she yeah. just doesn't care. Right. Yeah. Uh, Colleen cares. I got news for you. Colleen cares. Um, Lee doesn't care. <laughs> Lee couldn't give a rat's hiney about any of these girls. But That's I'm pathetic. Not, I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm a... Well, I guess I am kind of a dick, but I ain't trying to... I mean, I'm not well, trying that's to... all right. Just as long as you believe in God, Lee, everything will be fine. But I get... I mean, I get different things from different girls. I mean, right. Like, when I'm with Alicia, you know, she makes me feel good. She makes me, like, want to do the right thing. Well, Lee, it's all about you, isn't it? Hmm? That's all that hmm. counts is you anyway. All right, Lee. Uh, well, hey, Lee. Yeah? You working? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you well, got, that's you, actually where I met Kalina. Was that work? You're going to college uh, too, or no? I sell cars. You sell cars? Yeah. Wow. Imagine a, a, a stand-up guy like Lee selling cars for a living. <laughs> wow. I, there's no uh, correlation here for me. Uh, a uh, deceptive, manipulative, uh, uh, grandiose a-hole selling cars? <laughs> Actually, I'm very truthful when I saw cars. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sure, yes. Truthful in all other areas of your life. Why sure. Not? Are you sleeping but with... I, I do feel... I mean, I do feel bad, but... Are you sleeping... Thank you. Are you sleeping with all these girls? Not with Alicia. Okay, all except for one. Well, Alicia's the one that uh, cleans the uh, house, right? <laughs> No, Lisa's the one that cleans the house. Are you uh, wearing condoms with all of them? Yes, all every time. Okay, okay. Right. good. Religiously. All right. Well, he's protecting himself, of no, course. I, I have no advice. I have no advice for Lee. Lee, listen. Get a life. Have a relationship. No, no, put, no. Put no, down no. this. Put down no. the crap. Be Go vulnerable. Uh, care about other people. That's what relationships are about. About caring about somebody else. What are people going to church for? I mean, people like this. Oh Jesus Christ! It, it's it's so uh, it's so it's uh, the only word I can think of is pathetic. I mean, hell, I'm an atheist. I got higher standards than Lee does. This is the thing that this is why I'm so turned off to uh, religion is because the boobs of the world are the ones that are backing it. We got guys like Lee. Oh, oh I believe maybe in religion, God. Yeah. He believes in heaven. He believes in hell. He well, goes to church every Sunday. Maybe religion needs to have more teeth. It's contain guys like Lee. Make him believe that he really will go to hell if he doesn't follow the golden rule and concern himself with other people as much as he would have himself. 
I'm, uh, I'm, 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 uh, I, I swear to God, I wish I could do the airstrike thing. <laughs> I really got to get that power. I need a fleet uh, behind me. I need a commando unit. I, uh, there's certain uh, residents in this country that need strafing, and uh, Lee's apartment would be one of them. I'd just take him out. He's trouble. I really, I'd like to uh, I feel sorry for run them. this country like a camp. You feel sorry for Lee? Yeah, I do. I feel sorry for the women, but I feel sorry for Lee, too. Okay. Well, that's all of us. I feel sorry for God. He's got to explain Lee. Destiny. Yeah. A, you're 17. Um, yeah, I'm 17, and I just found out I'm three months pregnant. Mm. Do you uh, date a guy named Lee? No. Wow, hey, we found a woman who's not dating Lee. <laughs> no, never dated a guy named Lee. Good. Um, and I live with my mom and my stepdad, and my stepdad's an alcoholic and very abusive. Mm. In what way? Are you physically abusive? Um, physically and mentally. Yeah. And when you say physically, what's he do? Um, last Tuesday I had to call the cops on him for the very first time because he was trying to punch me and choke me, mm. and, like rip out my windpipe. Wow. Why? What startled that? Um, the dishes weren't done. Oh my God. Well, this guy is an asshole. Wait a minute, Drew. Let's, uh, let's be fair. Were they, they still in the washer? No, I had just gotten done through emptying out the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of leftovers, so mm -hmm. there's bowls in the yeah. sink. And yeah, Drew, that's... You haven't come home to that, have you, Drew? <laughs> no, no you, I, I choke my wife every time that happens. Oh, you go nuts. Yeah. I, I don't have a wife, but I'll choke my neighbor's wife if I come home to that, even if I left it out. All right, so, uh, Destiny, your, your mom is uh, really, boy, she's batting a thousand. <laughs> where's, uh, where's Daddy? My real dad? Mm-hmm. I just met him two years ago. He left whenever I was a baby. Mm. He lives five hours away from me. You know, it's a nice thing about uh, the way the country's heading. You have a chance to meet your folks as adults. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone's like, uh, hey, I'm 19. Hey, I want to introduce you to Dad. Great. Hey, how you doing? Hey, this is fantastic. I wish uh, I hadn't, though. Oh. Why? Why? Um, he tried to break up the marriage with my parents I mean it probably would have been a good thing but he wanted to get back together with my mom mm. Mm. And they blamed he was, you like using me to get to her uh -huh. and then um, and now you're you're 17 and pregnant yeah and ready to uh, keep the good name going what do you want to do with this, the uh, child I'm gonna keep it mm -hmm. I just don't want to raise it here mm. how, how far along are you almost three how are you gonna support the child yeah how I'm working Mm -hmm. Where with a with a kid on your back and like like a little papoose sack. Um. Well, actually, I'm finishing school next year. Oh. All right. I'm gonna keep going until I have it. Well, you're gonna have a child in six months. What are you gonna do to support the child? I'm gonna be still working. I'm gonna take night classes. Uh huh. And work during the day. And um, what are you gonna do? Uh, just crack the window in the car, or so the kid can uh, get some air? Or what are you gonna do with the kid? My mom. Oh, your mom. So now you have to live at home. Like, she'll watch it when she gets off work, and then I'll work. Does she know that? Yeah, she told me she'd do that. <laughs> hey, uh, how about an abortion? No. How about adoption? How about adoption? All right, how about adoption? No, I already thought about all those. Uh, Why not adoption? I don't think I could do adoption. Why? Um, a couple of parents who really w have the resources to raise a child and would love your child and would give it the best possible environment. What's hmm. the matter with that? It would, you know, a 17-year-old is not necessarily going to be the best possible parent. Yeah. Even though you, you love the child, of course, but it's, again, back to being in love with something and being what's good for that can be very different. Well, 
I'm still with the guy, and he has a really good job, too. Oh, you're still with the guy? How old is he? Um, 21. Is he going to marry you? He wants to, but I told him that I don't want to feel pressured. I don't want to marry him just because we're having a kid. Hmm. Well, we've taken a turn here. Uh, What does he do? Um, he's kind of like, um, remodels houses. Oh, all right. Construction. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hmm. I've worked with these guys. Uh-huh. Vice president or something. Uh, is vice president of the guys who remodel houses? The company, yeah, uh, because his dad just retired. Oh, all right. Well, there's something. Uh, be prepared, though. I know these guys. This guy will, whatever you name the kid, he will refer uh, to it as the kid when he's uh, at work. Yeah, the wife and uh, the, the kid was coughing up last night. That's why I didn't get no sleep. <laughs> All right, Destiny, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, would, uh, I would beg you to have an abortion. Yeah. I, I would beg you to give it up for Isn't adoption. Isn't she already three months along? Yep. She's going to have an abortion. Why would you push an abortion right now? Well, I'm just thinking of the kid. Destiny? Yeah, so yeah. why would you push an abortion You're right You're going to have an abortion at three months. That's pushing it, though. No, that's nothing. Drew? It's pushing it. Yeah, right. You. Listen, you a short trip over the border. And everything, and I have like three different counselors and psychologists. Oh, so. good. Okay. All, right. All right. All right. You're not as bad off as we initially anticipated. No, I like raise my brother and sister, so I mean, I have some clue what this is like. Okay, but you still got pregnant by a 21-year-old at 17. Yeah, I've been okay. with them for a long time now. Okay. All right. You raise your brother and your sisters, huh? Yeah. How old are they? Um, eight and 12. <sighs> All right, that gives me uh, six years to leave the country. <laughs> All right, take, keep an eye on those kids, please. Uh, I have not met your mom. I've not met your dad. I've not met your stepdad, but I'm I'm guessing uh, there's trouble. And you it, pack that kid up and get out of that house as quickly as you can because I don't trust your mom as far as I can throw her. Yeah, she'll bring another predator around him, the child. <sighs> is this weird? Not is this just me? I, th- I don't know what it is. Uh, this, uh, this alcoholic abuser uh, stepdad that uh, Destiny was living with is going to see this uh, young infant. Is, uh, uh, like, it's like your dog and someone brought home a chew toy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Hey, something new for me to abuse. This is great. Oh, finally, I can get some sex. Oh, oh please. What's going on with this country, Drew? Everyone, stop having kids. Please. You beg every night to keep having them. I beg you every night. All of you, stop having kids. You're driving this country into the ground. Let alone the human misery. Though, well, thank God Mommy had three. Thank God uh, Mommy, the guy who's bring, uh, the one who's bringing in the uh, abusive alcoholics into the home, has, uh, has a nice, uh, oh, we've got an 8-year-old and a 12-year-old just ready to come on up the ranks. Oof. I'm sure they'll be, p- oh, yes, total adjustment. No problems there. I'm sure the stepfather's not going to raise his hand to those two. <laughs> oh. Oh. <sighs> I'd say this. Uh, I, 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 people would be better off staying with Michael Jackson than they would uh, with, their, with their families of origin these days. Yeah. I really, I, I want to start a camp. Uh, where is uh, Father Mahoney? Was that Father Mahoney? Mm, yeah, boys, boys. Uh, yeah. Uh, O'Brien? I don't know. There's a drunken Irish guy. We need that's who we need. We need a drunken Irish priest to just uh, just uh, like the Pied Piper of Hamlet to just walk through town and collect all the kids and uh, take them off to some island and raise them. And you know what he'd do to those boys? Well, sure. Yeah, listen. You, yeah. 
Uh, sodomy is a small price to pay, uh, Drew, for for a nurturing environment. All right, Drew, uh, sell the hell out of the next call. Uh, we got a guy who just broke up. Just broke up. Wants to talk about it. Okay. Brand new this week at PodcastOne.com, P.O.'d with Dennis Miller and Adam Carolla. Awesome! The king of all podcasts, Adam Carolla, joins forces with iconoclastic comic legend Dennis Miller. If you're asking me whose voice most closely mirrors what's in my head, it's this guy. Great guests, great topics, and new listeners always welcome. So get P.O.'d now. I, I mean, download the show now. Always available 24-7 at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. Pop, and you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Phone number 1 800 LFE 191. Uh, fax number. Uh, screw that. Hi, I'm Carolla. It's Dr. Drew, board certified physician, Dick's medicine specialist. And uh, finally, hey, it's Drew. I've got the Susan Vega CD out of the uh, <coughs> hermetically the uh, sealed plastic that was in. I had to actually bash it on the desk. <laughs> Did I not destroy it, Drew? Yeah, it's busted. Let's see if the CD is broken. Oh. Hey, but the uh, CD is in one piece. I uh, cannot take any more shrink wrap in my life. I will wrestle with a, you know, uh, you brought it up, Drew, in a commercial, what cassettes come in now. CDs, like CDs come CDs, in? CDs have a little play in them, usually. Uh, cassettes like, are tight, uh, real tight, and you can't get them. And the thing that I, I find interesting about the shrink wrap is uh, I usually, you usually have to take a flame to it to get into it. I can't figure it out. Now, they all have a little tab or something that they claim that if you pull it, it's going to unwrap at the top like a pack of cigarettes, but it never happens. Uh. And then the thing I find bizarre is I quickly lose patience with it, and I grab something sharp. Right. A pen, a pencil, something, and I'll ram it into the plastic, and I'll scrape it up and down, seeing if I can just somehow pierce the plastic. Right. Now, what I did in the Adam, case of the, uh, yes. They've invented these little things that you just kind of slide along the side, and it cuts it open. What is that called? It's a little CD opener. They have CD openers? I'll get you one. I have like a dozen in my desk. Oh, never heard of that. Really? I know, but well, what a sad... Look what I did to the Suzanne Vega uh, CD jacket mm, here. It's, it's destroyed. <laughs> They're laughing at All you. right. <laughs> Don't laugh at my pain, ladies, please. We laugh nightly at your pain, by the way. The point is, the thing that's bizarre is when I take the pen and I rub it real hard enough to crack the casing, the plastic shrink wrap is still intact. So yeah. somehow... The uh, quarter-inch thick plastic underneath it has been pierced, but the uh, the membrane on top of it is still in one piece. Oh, my God. But you know, the second I dropped it into a uh, bucket of water, uh, a thousand holes would spring of it, and the uh, CD would be ruined, because that's how my luck is. All right, Suzanne Vega will be in here, I'm guessing, uh, Wednesday night. Am I right, Anne? Yes. Yes. And uh, I'm a fan of her, so uh, I'm looking forward to meeting her. Kyle, 16. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, 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 my girlfriend just broke up with me yesterday, and, um, I think I'm going to lose it. What do you mean, lose it? Uh, uh, I might think of taking my own life. Why did she break up with you? Uh, because she said I was cheating on her with another girl, and she accused me of doing drugs. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. What about that accusation of you doing drugs, Kyle? Uh, it's not true. Oh, it isn't? No. Okay. Why did she think you were doing drugs? Because, I don't know, she just, well, some of my friends do drugs, and 
she just thinks I do them too, but I don't really believe in doing drugs. You think maybe she just wanted out of the relationship and just? Uh, I don't know, maybe, but I, I, I don't know. She's, she's done this to me before, and I. Uh, and you've gotten back with her? Uh, yeah. How long have you been going out with her? Uh, about two years, maybe since one and a half. You're fourteen. Have you slept with her? Uh, yeah, a couple of times. So this is again our morning walk discussion about how clingy young people can get uh, when they get sexually active too young. I mean, if you're involved, even males, although they can be purely physical in their in their intimate relations, sometimes get in, and if they're too young and not really able to handle the emotional connection that comes with that, you start clinging and you can't let go. Kyle, yeah, and here's uh, the important mission you have in your life. Yeah. Don't do anything stupid. All right. Don't do anything stupid to her. Don't do anything stupid to yourself. Because pretty soon, just a couple of months, maybe a couple of weeks, you're going to have a laugh about this while you're in the arms of your new girlfriend. And the thing is, is uh, if you go out and uh, run her over in your dad's pickup truck, or uh, run yourself over in your dad's pickup truck, uh, you won't be able to enjoy uh, the new girlfriend and have the laugh I spoke of. Uh, all right. All right, Kyle, please. Uh, you got to uh, uh, chill out a little bit get, here. Get would to call you? some friends, get some people around you who care about you, and uh, you will get through this, whether they get back together or not. They probably will get back together. I can't I believe you. she accused, uh, accused uh, Kyle of doing drugs. Imagine that. Hmm. The audacity. Some people. I would have backhanded her. <laughs> the temerity to be so <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, no one accuses me of doing drugs, do they? No. No? No. no. Heather. Yeah. Hey, you're 20. Yeah, I am. All right, come on. Tell us some good news. Good news? I'll try. Uh, give um, us. We need one of those uh, crest checkups. Oh, a crest checkup, huh? Yeah. All right, well. No cavities. I have a couple, but I think that can be taken care of. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, I've done quite a bit of ecstasy in my life, and I heard Dr. Drew mention before that it drains the spinal fluid, and I was just wondering what that means in the long term. True, you never mentioned it uh, drains the spinal fluid. No, I said specifically you said get, that uh, there was a fo- there was gigantism a of the uh, ovaries. Didn't you say that? <laughs> what I said was that there was a crazy, erroneous, ridiculous story out there. Uh, pardon me. Uh, absurd, but rococulous Thank story you. about fluid being drained from the spinal column, which came out of the fact, grew from the fact, that the researchers that ri- originally were studying this drug withdrew spinal fluid from the spinal canal in order to study it. Um, and it had nothing to do with the drug's effect. And while, in fact, the drug's effect are far more dangerous and far more damaging and far more deleterious than anything as ridiculous, rococulous, as losing a little cerebral spinal fluid. Okay. And I'm too, I'm too overwhelmed tonight to recount, to regale you with the specifics of the damaging effects of that drug. Mm-hmm. But they're substantial. Now, you would recant somebody's statement uh, against you, but you would recount your own statement. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Uh, no wonder this damn English is such a uh, difficult language. Chris. Yeah? You're 17. Uh-huh. What's up, you little bugger? Nothing much. <laughs> bugger. <laughs> okay, here's my question. Yeah. Me and my boyfriend 
we've been um, only performing oral sex on each other. Uh-huh. And um, I was wondering, was would anal sex hurt my um, anus? Like make it sore or... Anything like that? Well, it's it's uh, it's the part that may be most affected uh, in your uh, body. Uh, yeah. Hence, hence the anal sex mm-hmm. uh, title. Uh, you're uh, you're gay, are you? Of course, I am. Uh huh. You just sound a little too gay to be gay. Oh, well, thank you. That's a compliment. Uh huh. And uh, so your behindman has not been broken so far. No. No. Uh, but it's been nothing but oral love. No. Yes. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. And you're looking to uh, take the next step. Um, at, well, from my friend. My mm-hmm. friend introduced us, a girl. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And uh, do you guys, uh, you uh, have lots of, do you have gay friends? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Everything going okay for you? Uh-huh. How are your parents? Oh, they don't know. Oh, they don't? No. Okay. And you're... Oops. So right, we want them. Mm, okay. And uh, you're looking forward to uh, doing this, and uh, everyone's safe and uh, no diseases or anything. Yep. He's gonna wear a condom. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is. Okay. Well, and no, he's going to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, use a lot of lubricant. And yes, you can you can tear and you can cause hemorrhoids and you can cause bleeding and you can Ow. hurt you, you can hurt things. But ouch. Um, well, let me tell you, it's a it's a small price to pay for uh, for the lifestyle. Yeah. But um. <laughs> And Adam, I was wondering, have, are you bisexual by any chance? Sure. You are? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Can I get your number after I hang up? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh, listen, yeah. I'll do anything for numbers. I won't risk losing one listener, Drew. Mm. Onward. Hey, you know, I'm not done exploring uh, sexually. All right. You never know. Although you did say today we could spend uh, eternity on a desert island together and we'd get along because... You're done exploring. No, oh, I said that? Yeah. I didn't say I was done exploring, did I? Well, with me, anyway. I just said guys uh, get along better with guys and girls get along better with girls. Hey, Drew, me and you could hang out. There'd be no problem. Right. Except for the whole sex part. Right. You'd warm up to me. Courtney. Yes? You're 17. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, um, first of all, I just want to ask, it's like a stupid little question, but I just wanted to ask you. Um, a while ago, a few months ago, um, I, like, wrote to you guys and asked for your autographs, and Adam, you signed it, um, MBV, and me and my friends were just wondering if that did for a move to Boobville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, but it's actually mayor of Boobville. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. Yeah, I just, uh, decided to abbreviate something, because, um, we had, uh, whole stacks of these things to sign, and I, like an idiot, I started, uh, by trying to write something clever. Uh, and with my spelling and uh, my printing and uh, all that uh, combined, I got through about three of those. It took me 45 minutes. Drew had uh, piled through a... Uh, his said, uh, stay safe. Mm-hmm. All right. What a, what a guess. Well, I wanted to let you know that I'd be proud to nominate myself as events coordinator for Boobville. Oh, really? In case, like, you know, strip tees on ice ever wants to come to town and they need somebody to hook them up, you know? What, uh, what are your qualifications? Well... <laughs> I'm actually new to the field, and I'd like to break myself in. Okay. Well, I'm all about breaking in. Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, my real question is that I'm 17 years old, as you said, and um, I have never had a boyfriend. Mm, Hallelujah. 
Do you hear all these people calling every night here that have had boyfriends. Do they seem much happier than you? Um, no. No. Although we're not talking to the elated. No. Right, right, right. But, um, what I was, huh? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, um, it's not that I haven't dated people. It's just that it seems, I don't know, I, I seem uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like, around guys sometimes. I don't know. Oh, are you, what, are you going into your senior year of high school? Yeah. Are you a good student? Mm-hmm. You going off to college? Yes. Uh, how much you weigh? Like 125. Oh, that's not bad. How tall are you? 5'5". Five, five. No problem there. Would you consider yourself attractive? Um, <laughs> people say that I am, but I kind of have a self-esteem problem, so... Mm-hmm. Well, but that's why you feel uncomfortable around guys. Yeah. Um, and uh, are, are you, you ever have an eating disorder? Uh, what? Did you ever have an eating disorder at all? No. Nothing like that ever went on? Uh-uh. Okay, yeah, this will work itself out. I'm, I'm guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so okay. far. Uh, I was just hoping it would work itself out. <laughs> yeah, it, later. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what, but Drew? What were we talking about on our morning walk today? Which? Uh, the part about losing one's virginity. Oh, that we. It, we decided the later the better. Yeah, the later the better. Especially for women. Yes. Yes. And this is has this is not a societal moray thing. We're not passing judgment. We've just figured out that if you can hold out to about eighteen, you're just in better shape you're than better if you give it up at fifteen. And the same That's thing it. of having a serious relationship too. I mean, you can get you will get sexually active probably before you're ready because the relationship will evolve. And uh, that's harder to deal with than, than, I mean, that's as much to deal with as just the physical part of it. I mean, having that new emotional connection that can be overwhelming. All right. So uh, who was that? That was, uh... Courtney. Oh, what should you do? Hang up? Yeah. You, All right. you, I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, so, Courtney, you're fine. You're, you know, eh, hell, you're, you're off fine. the pace. Yeah, you're ahead of the game. You just don't know it because you're so damn lonely. But believe me, you are. All right, Drew. Sell the hell out of the next call. All right. Here's Marie, whose five-year-old son seems to be masturbating. Well, here's one I can get into. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Hey, this is Carrot Top, and even losers like me listen to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Turn on your radio, they'll give you a big hug. It's Loveline, get it? Ow! Ow! That poor guy. What do you mean? I, I see people giving him grief all the time now. I think you started something. First off, no bigger fan of the top than uh, producer Ann. He is and a nice n- guy. Number two, uh, the nicest guy in the world. And number three, uh, probably makes a ton more money than you and I combined. That's true. So, uh, Annie's uh, 10 years younger than you are. So, who are you feeling sorry for? All right. I'm well, he's probably banging penthouse pets and stuff. Give them the old stock. <laughs> Do carrots have stocks? Yeah. Yeah. 
Carrot slipping into the stock. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Gotta keep you on focus. Well, there's stalks of celery, but but carrots have a stalk on top, isn't right, it? It's the carrot top. Yeah, the carrot top. All right, that's why I got a lovely producer Ann with their perpetually puzzled look on her face. Marie. Yes. Twenty six. Okay. My question is, it's a serious question. I'm really nervous about it. Okay, he's five years old. He, it appears to what he's doing, that's what it, it seems like, but I'm not real clear if that's what he's doing. Well, describe to us what you observe. Okay, he, um, usually it doesn't matter if it's, he doesn't hide or anything. Um, he kind of like, he puts his hands down there, I mean, not like in his shorts or anything like that, but he puts both of his hands down there. He'll lay like on his stomach, and then he'll like be moving his legs. Like in this weird thing, he you you can yell at him. You could try and you know get him to stop. He will not stop. And All right. So like, your five year old lies on his stomach with both his hands down, uh, as if he's lying on his hands. It seems that way. I mean, it's it's well, a weird thing that he's doing, and I don't know. All right, and then he sort of gyrates around a little bit. Yes. And what does he tell you he's doing? I asked him, I says, you know, I asked him, what are you doing? And, and he just says, um, no, he, he won't answer. I asked him, okay, well, I thought, okay, maybe he discovered that maybe there's a feeling there. Right. And I asked him, okay, does, does that feel good? He won't answer my questions. Huh. I mean, is that normal at five years old? It's normal for them to hold themselves and yank on themselves and uh, mess around with themselves, but to do something in a, in a systematic way. This has been a, little, a repetition Yeah, thing it's a little unusual. Now, don't worry... Uh, there's usually a window in there, but somewhere between like 12 and 13 and a half where they stop touching themselves, and then it's right back on it. And this time it's for good. But, I mean, he's been doing this it, I, as far as I can remember since he was about two. Well, I mean, it might be just I mean, would that suggest that something may have happened to him? Not necessarily. I mean, I, you should bring it up with this pediatrician just to be Yeah, I'm, I'm paranoid to do that because then I think, oh, they're going to think something happened to him and this whole Well, thing. Not, not if you, uh, what, you mean like your your husband or your ex-husband or your concubine? He passed away. Oh. But I'm figuring, you know, I know that I was abused when I was younger, and I know the person who did it. You know. and, uh, well, I could, as far as I can remember, I think it was my father. What, has, he, what? has he been around this child? Yes, he has. Uh-huh. Now, as far as, you know, everyone kept telling me, no, he would never do that to you. This, this. So I just kind of put it away, and it was, you know, okay, maybe I was, you know, thinking it, because it was kind of a bad situation with him and my mom. He'd kind of be in and out, and, and it was kind of like the... Uh, who shot your husband? Oh, no, no, he died of a natural cause. He had cancer. Oh, How old God. was he? Gosh, 28 when he passed away. What kind of cancer do you have? Well, it started out, uh, they said it was in the stomach, and they couldn't, they could not control it. It was kind of, it was pretty fast. It wasn't something that when was, he was Was it, was it lymph- lymphoma? Uh, see, I don't know all the technical terms. I didn't get into any of the lymphoma. reports. I just right. dealt with the loss. We have three kids. Oh, my God. Oh. No, I'm a surgical technologist. I support all my kids. Oh, baby. And yes, Adam, I was 19 when I lost my virginity. Oh, really? There is hope. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh. But I don't know as far as with my son. I don't know, you know, and I thought, well, they sent home these papers. All right, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a second, Murray. Your dad molested you, right? This is what I can I can figure. I know it happened. What I mean, happened? I know that, that I used to have the, the dreams and, and everything would go black. I never could actually get a, a picture of who it was. 
And when I brought it up to my family, they were kind of like, no, that, you know, that, you know, you know, the usual denial type thing. So I just let it go. I wasn't going to dwell on it. I didn't want to ruin my whole childhood over it. I wasn't going to spend my teen years, you know, finding ways mm -hmm. to... Well, how did you, know. you figure it out? Well, actually, it hasn't been figured out. The only thing I'm assuming is if that was who did it and was my son doing this, it just makes me wonder. I mean, this is like a maybe five, six times a day. It isn't a... All right, but, but having dreams of having been abused doesn't necessarily mean you were abused. Well, the, from what he has he has said to me, see, I guess he saw my son doing that one day. Yeah. And he said to me, he says, well, don't you know that you used to do something like that when you were little? Well, that's interesting. And I thought, well, how would he, and he said the word masturbate. And right. I'm thinking, how would he know what that, you know, I'm in the medical field. I don't know that that was what, what he's doing. You know, I'm thinking. Uh, your dad said that? He mentioned that to me, yeah. And he well, listen, it doesn't take a uh, radiology technician to uh, figure out when a kid is dry humping a, the, a beanbag pillow uh, to think that he's masturbating. All guys know this. Mm -hmm. All right, Marie, uh, the, the kid is probably okay, but, you, you know, you want to err on the side of caution here. Yeah, you sound like a good mom. Talk You've been through a ton. Uh, talk to the pediatrician and figure out. Uh, I, I get you know. the ch child at that age have a lot of fear of uh, reprisal for for being sexual. So be very kind with them about it. Don't don't react too much to it because as much as you react, you're gonna make him anxious and threatened. Be very careful. Bring it up with the pediatrician gently, but don't be afraid. Not, don't not bring it up. And that's one of the worst possible consequences of people being careful to screen for abuse withholding information from your doctor is the worst possible outcome. Talk to the pediatrician, let him or her decide what's going on, and I suspect things are okay. Michelle, 16. Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Well, you've Michelle. been on hold for uh, 119 minutes. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> well, I have are you still 16 or are you 17 now? <laughs> <laughs> I just had a quick question. Yes? Um... I've been going out with my boyfriend for quite a while now, and um, when we were first going out, everything was great, but then he kind of started dressing in black all the time, and he started smoking pot and stuff like that, and and um, now it's like um, he wants to sleep with me, and, and he wants to like um, do stuff with me, and then when he tries and I tell him no, he gets... He gets angry at me, and I don't know how to tell him that I don't want to do stuff like that with him if he's going to, you know, smoke pot and stuff like that. Is, uh, what, someone got him a Marilyn Manson CD or something? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a good, a good, you're good. Uh, I hope those guys are making a lot of money. They're really doing a great job uh, on uh, the, the idiots of society. What must it like, uh, what must it be like to be a performer and realize that your audience is comprised of young idiots and old posers. You old uh, idiots who uh, are, are 35 and pretend like you like Marilyn Manson. I see them around the radio station. Oh, yeah, we're into it, uh, aren't we? Uh, we're into it. Well, what are we into this week? Oh, yes. Yes, we're into it because the kids are into it. Big pussies. <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> oh, they were into Marilyn Manson at K-Rock. Uh, when, well, whenever about? they were playing Marilyn Manson. Hello. Oh, those music idiots. Come on. Dan liked it. 
Ann liked it. Ann was wearing... Hardly. Oh, Ann, you had a T-shirt. no idea what you're talking about. Oh, but you know what I'm talking about, the general mentality of, like, people in their late 30s trying to pretend like they like crappy music so everyone will think they're young and so they don't get fired. That mentality. You know, everyone dyes their hair a different color, like, every other day, so everyone thinks they're, like, hip and stuff. Not you, Ann. Uh, you... She is. I think I touched on something. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the hair. I was thinking of the guys. I only just put more streaks in. Okay. I just weave it a Michelle, little. what if you stop seeing the guy? I think you get the message loud and clear. Oh, well, it's, it's kind of hard to do that because um, I've had people tell me that I should, but it's like I'm in love with him, and, and it's so... No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. He's in love with the devil, <laughs> Michelle. He, he, look at who he is becoming. That is who he is. You don't love that. Well, it's not it's not easy to break up with someone. Else. I know it's not, especially at your age. But you you have to do it because you you love that sort of essence that that you still see in him. But that's not who he is. You you're still idealizing based on who you want him to be. It's not who he is. He's the guy in dark and smoking pot all the time now. Oh, there, yeah. there are consequences to making those choices. He's going to lose somebody. Hey, we see and maybe, and it, you know, you're you're leaving. Your departure might wake him up a little bit to make him want to make some change in a more positive direction. Hey, Michelle. Just yeah. for my own survey, was he kind of a geek before he got on this whole uh, Marilyn Manson kick? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. All you all you wussies out there that get on board with all this crap, uh, you're making the transition from geek <laughs> to poser. It's a rough transition. You fool everyone, but you don't fool me. I always know who you are, just by virtue of the fact that you're putting something on. Whenever I see anyone pushing something out there, I always go, what's that idiot hiding? His geeky past. <laughs> this guy was a spindly little geek that got beat up uh, by jocks in high school, and now he's become uh, Mr. Uh, Beelzebub. <laughs> oh, get rid of this guy. He's an idiot. Oh, I can't stand these guys. What is that with me, Drew? How come I can't stand that? Uh, What's it speak? It, it speaks of something, but I, let's, I let's can't continue. stand we'll, all these we'll, idiots. We'll keep guys. talking uh, while the rest of our Maryland audience goes, goes on to a break. Okay. When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes, and third. Third, it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states with True Car you can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. All right, we'll uh, make it quick because I want to get back to Drew in this story. Uh, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, I want to thank the beautiful Lisa, the uh, happy Sherry, and the, the angular one with the chameleon hair, producer Ann, who puts her feminine stink on the show on a nightly basis and is back with a vengeance. 
Also, the One Nut Wonder engineer, Mike, uh, for doing, uh, weaving his magic back there. So, until next time, Sam Crow for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. But if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Said Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.